Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. My name is Kendall. My name is Esther. I'm Leah. I'm Susan. Last time we talked about sexism in the media, and today we'll be talking about sexism in sports. And Kendall, one of our hosts, I know that you are an athlete on the varsity volleyball team. How does being a female athlete affect you? Um, Being an athlete has affected me in many different ways. Um, It exposed me to many new friendships, and I feel like mentally and physically it's helped me in different ways too. One key thing that I've learned throughout the years was that um, even if I'm not having a good day, it's important to still push through challenges, which I've learned in many different examples. So I know that over the summer, there was the Summer Olympics, which was very trending, very trendy in the news and on social media. So Leah, um, were there any times that you've noticed in general where the media has portrayed female athletes as, um, I don't know, negative or there any, are there any stories or things you've learned you wanted to talk about? I think two stories in particular really stand out for me. Um, one is specifically very narrowly related to this topic, which was uniforms. There were a couple of different teams um, where women <clears throat> had uniforms that they believed were uncomfortable or showed too much skin. They just didn't feel comfortable performing their sport with these particular uniforms on, and they were penalized by the Olympics, um, by the panel because they said it wasn't according to standards, standards that have been set without input from women. I learned when I did some research that there were men that actually came up with these standards and this uniform. And rather than looking at it and understanding that maybe there's been some sort of evolution and the conversation need to occur, um, they were just penalized. It was nice to see that folks in the community kind of stood up and had something to say about it, but still really disappointing that it even existed. And it stuck. I mean, I think that's what really stayed with me. It was this idea that like, even after there was national claim and people were paying attention to it and talking about it, there was no conversation that meaningfully impacted what happened to them. I mean, people paid the fines and they talked about it in the news. Whereas I have to wonder, I don't know for certain, I'm sure there's examples out there that if it was a male sports team, what would that look like? Um, And I think the other thing that stands out to me is Simone Biles, who's obviously a total rock star, incredible athlete. Um, You know, she raised her hand and advised that she was suffering different mental health issues and she did the responsible thing. And she really was completely supportive of her team and stepped down from certain events. Still was an amazing athlete in her performance. Like it's not as if she didn't perform, but there were times in which she didn't perform. And, you know, everyone had an opinion about it. I mean, that's why I said this one is less narrowly related, but it's still completely connected. We obviously have a stigma with mental illness, but I also have to wonder if she was a man and had made that decision, because there are certainly men that have stepped down from things. Like, would they have had the same type of conversation? Would they have used the same language, you know, where folks were talking about how she was weak or this and that? I wonder if the same language would have been used and if she would have been what she decided to do, which we should have been cheering her on because what an incredible thing to be that self-aware. She was just really highly criticized. And, you know, I wonder if she was a man, if it would be the same thing. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think of the same things. And for a bunch of other athletes and women, um, when there's some sort of sexism, I always wonder if it was, 
if it was um, towards a different person, would the reaction be different? Uh, Susan, do you have any other stories? Um, I think related to those particular stories, um, I think, you know, they bothered me so much because I guess the way I felt about it is that it, it always seems to me um, that women in sports are just not given the same choices. And that like relates to what you're saying and, you know, what Leah, you know, is saying as well. It's like, if we're telling you as women that we're not comfortable with our uniform, then change it. This is not a time to have a discussion about it. And I think the other part of that that's disturbing to me is I didn't hear enough women standing up for these female athletes. You know, it's one thing to want men to stand up to it. And it's one thing to ask men to be allies to women in these situations. But what's, what surprised me is I didn't feel that there were enough female allies, you know, women speaking up on behalf of these athletes, you know, and just saying, when do we listen to the voices of women? You know, they weren't asking them to make their costumes prettier. They were asking them to make their uniforms more comfortable, more appropriate, you know? And, and I guess what I think is that isn't there, isn't there comfort? Isn't there ability to perform optimally? Isn't that most important? And if you, if they're told that it's, it's not working for them, they wouldn't change it. And I guess it's, it's discouraging to me that we're still talking about this, that this is still an issue in 2021 um, the Olympics have been here a very, very long time, and it just seems that we are moving glacially slow in correcting these situations. That situation should have been corrected immediately. And then in regard to Simone Biles and even Naomi Osaka, I think these women are real, um, they're heroines and they're game changers because they are showing their vulnerability they're showing, in a sense, you know, their, their fragility in certain ways, but their unbelievable strength and courage in other ways. And I, I really admire them. You know, I think they're doing more for athletes in general and women in athletics than ever before, because they're showing they can be incredible dynamos and at the same time, vulnerable enough to have to step away and do self-care before they decide to come back and, and participate. And I, I really admire them. So that's, that's really what I've been thinking about this. Kendall, I have a question for you as an, as an athlete, because um, something else that comes to mind is um, I saw this amazing interview over the summer with Allison Felix. Um, who talked about discrimination against women who get pregnant. Um, I don't know if you saw the story, but basically at the time she was sponsored by Nike and they were asking her to take like a 70% pay cut when she was pregnant, um, which obviously is something uniquely, you know, men are fathers, but um, men, you know, women uniquely get pregnant and you have a ton of athletes that have, they obviously still work out when they're pregnant. They compete when they're pregnant, they compete after they give birth and their mothers um, I'm curious as an athlete, obviously you're a young woman, but what your thoughts are in terms of like this paradigm existing, this kind of pregnancy discrimination, if you will, and how you think that maybe things could change or how you'd like to see them change as you start to sort of move into that sort of age range and that, that period of your life. 
That's a great question. I know that Serena Williams, when she was pregnant, I know that coming back to tennis was something hard for her. And I know that people in the media weren't really super kind to her, as well as Allison Felix and a bunch of other athletes. Um, I feel like just because a woman's pregnant doesn't really, and it shouldn't really influence how they play as a player. And I know that um, Serena Williams and so many other female athletes, when they came back, they had to work hard and they shouldn't really be um, looked down upon just because of being pregnant. Um, Esther, do you agree? Or Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that it's really shocking how the media portrays women when they're pregnant or when they have an illness in a totally different way when men are you know, having an illness or taking a break or being a father even. I know that soccer players, they're uh, male soccer players, they're fathers as well, but, you know, they don't <laughs> get the same treatment as women do when they're mothers and taking care of their children. So I think the media and basically, I think social media does a really um, one-sided way showing the viewers on the differences between the men and women athletes, men and women athletes. Because I know that when I'm looking on Instagram or social media, I tend to see people speaking out, but in a, in, not in a wrong way, but in a diff, in a way that, that doesn't really sit right with me. I know that Leah has shared something going back to the volleyball topic about um, the Norway handball team. They were, you know, they didn't feel comfortable on wearing the bikini bottom shorts and they were, you know, you know, like belittled on the media and the comments were standing up for them, but they don't have a lot of recognition and there's not a lot of support for them, which is really sad. There's not enough media recognition on them. I know that obviously the male and women are not portrayed equally on the media, but how can the media do its job in portraying them equally? Does anyone have like to say? Um, all I was going to say was I, I think that we need to have more women um, narrating these games and officiating at these games and writing about these games and being sports newscasters and, and sports journalists. I think we need to have more women entering into the discussion. But I guess I'm curious, you know, what you would say about this, Kendall. I'm not sure how you get, you know, male um, journalists to be interested in sports that, you know, are predominantly played by women. I guess that's, you know, I'm not sure. I, I'm interested to know, like, if you have any thoughts about how, how we open this up, how we get men to, to recognize the, you know, the strength and, you know, the abilities of, of female athletes. I mean, I think it's very hard, um, but I think that one thing that journalists need to do is, besides just being aware, I feel like they should try watching female sports. Um, and another thing, kind of adding back on to what Esther said before about um, inequality, if you look up college basketball on Google and if you press images to any of the listeners, if you're at home, maybe try doing that. If you look at the images, only men are found. And even if you keep on scrolling, it'll take you a long time to see a woman. And 
it's just another example of how women seem or how women are not as a as employee important in today's society um so i just wanted to bring that up well what about high school kendall like what what's being done in in high school to promote women's sports and promote a discussion about it so that kids are interested and that they participate and attend well, I know on the morning announcements, they mention the girls' teams, if they win or if they have any sort of accomplishments. So I feel I feel like that's a good thing, and it definitely brings up recognition. And um, I just feel like even in general, there are more people who watch or people who go to sports games like soccer or football or basketball, more people go to the men's, the boys' games than the women's. Um but I, I feel like raising awareness, especially on social media, since that's what's very trendy in today's society. That the boys and the girls volleyball teams are portrayed differently at school. Um, I feel like in general, boys sports teams are more popular than girls. I'm not really too sure why that is, but other than that. I mean, it's pretty equal. Leah, do you have anything you want to say? Well, I was just going to say, unfortunately, I think a lot of times professional sports or even college sports inform lower level sports like, uh, you know, high school and um, younger sports than that. Um, And I think I hate to say it like, I mean, Susan, you brought up a good point in terms of sportscasters and whatnot. I don't think the answer, I mean look at poor Aaron Andrews, which she suffered through with the whole people scandal. So unfortunately there's a lot of talented women that are in actually sports newscasting and whatnot. Again, they face tremendous sexism and have a lot of issues. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys know the story of Aaron Andrews, but she was a fantastic, um, sportscaster and she, someone violated her privacy and she was subject to a people video. And then all talk about that rather than just being like, that's disgusting. And this person should go to jail people talked about how hot she was. Um, And so, you know, it's very daunting for women. I think in this case, yes, we need more women in these fields and we need to support them. But I also think we need to, I think it's important that we have men recognizing female sports. And I think, unfortunately, it doesn't start there. Um, I I hate to even say this, but I, I really think it starts with sponsorship and marketing and I think that's such a huge component of sports, professional and Olympic and otherwise, you know, athletes are sponsored. And I think we need to look at these sponsors and say, like, where are they putting their money and who are they supporting and who are they um, who are they investing in? And I think it really starts there, because unfortunately, when that when there's a concentration of an investment in a particular sport, for example, women's sports, um, I think it'll have a domino effect. I think you'll start to see. And I I hate to say that that's a solution. Like, I don't think you should just throw money at a problem, but I do think it would be meaningful if you had, you know, you have Athleta and you have other female-centric companies supporting women. But like I said before, look at what Nike did. I think you need um, either universal or male-centric companies supporting female athletes. And I think if you have that, the news follows. And then I think if you have the news follow, you have people follow. And then I think once people follow, it trickles down. And high school... I hate to say, but high school sports become more important because they're a feeder system for college and then pro sports. So I think it it's kind of all intertwined. It's like who's paying attention to and investing in these athletes at, at all different levels. 
Yeah, that's definitely a good point. And I definitely agree, especially since so many people, when there, there are a lot of commercials on today's television, and when you're watching a sports game, it would be so great to see a commercial about a female athlete, even if it's for either a Nike commercial, like how you said, or a Gatorade commercial. It would definitely, hopefully, raise awareness. Uh, does anyone have, else have, have any anybody? Has anybody ever seen female athletes sponsored on TV? You know, I don't watch a lot of TV, so I'm not sure, you know, how much coverage there is. But is there coverage of, you know, companies, you know, sponsoring women on like social media or TV? Like I, I'm on Instagram. I don't see any advertising for, you know, females you know, and, you know, any kind of athletics, I've only seen women, you know, in tight yoga, you know, gear, that's about it. Well, no, they say that like, which is actually crazy. And that's what I'm talking about, that I think it's a crazy figure. Um, that something like 1% of the sponsorship market goes to women. I mean, that's nothing. That's nothing. And you have so many female athletes, staggeringly talented women, 1% of the sponsorship market. And that's across the board. That's like you said, Kendall, that's, that's Gatorade, that's Nike, that's, you know, folks who make jerseys, that's cars, that's uh, serious radio, that's everyone. So the entire sponsorship market, you have 1%, less, 1% or less supporting women. Um, like I said, you know, we all know we live in a capitalist society. So I think if you, it was the same thing, you know, when um, Esther, you were talking about, you know, the handball team, and I thought, well, if you had a company that had big money that got behind them, I hate to say it, but would that do you like, you know, what do you think, Esther? Do you think that would have moved the metric if you had a uniform company that came forward and said, we'll make their uniforms like, well, you know, we want to participate in this, like, um, and or at least started to say, like, we're going to do something outside of the Olympics, but we're going to make it a point that we're not comfortable with the standard that's being set. Do you think that if big business started to support female athletes in a more meaningful way, like, what do you think, Esther? Do you think it would change things at all? I hate to say that big companies are what's going to help support women, but I am totally agree with you, Leah. I feel like big companies that are being recognized worldwide need to be able to make allies with women and show the powerful women how they can rock their products and their uniforms out in the public. Because I feel like all the uniforms that the women wear, they're solely just female female companies that are really good companies, but they don't have any recognition in the worldwide standard and the power that they have. But if Nike and like Adidas and all these big sports companies will be able to um, promote women in ways that are, you know, how they're strong and they're portrayed as strong athletes, I think that would be a great idea help women um, get more recognition, but in a stronger way. Yeah. Um, um, Esther and I were talking before. We were talking about this woman named Sarah Fuller. She's a football player at Vanderbilt University. Um, she's a kicker. And at first, when she joined the team, it was, it was very new for people to see a woman on a men's football team. And obviously there there were rude comments, but I feel like after she came out and told everyone and when everyone found out, I feel like it really, it, it really um, intrigued everyone. And I feel like it definitely made a difference. So hopefully more sponsorships and more awareness just like that will help um, prevent the sexism in sport 
I think also something else, you know, I don't want to segue too far, but I think there's all different components of sexism, right? We talked about uniforms, um, actual, because sponsorship means financial investment. So it's not just that you're wearing a jersey or you're on TV. It means like they're actually, that money is going towards training. It's going towards coaches. It's going towards travel. Like it's, you know, it's, it's a huge thing. You have locker rooms, you have coaches. I'm going to bring up something completely separate, but I think it's very interrelated and I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole here, but I think it's important. Another huge issue in female sports is abuse of female athletes by their coaches. And I always wonder, you know, if this was a predominant problem with male athletes, would it get more attention? Would people be more outraged by it? Would it be something that people would be standing up and doing something about it? So I it's not, it's, it's, there's so many layers to this. I think it's not just, um, you know, it's, it, it's so much, it, there's so much there, but that's something I know that from a sexism standpoint, that's really upsetting to me, like to hear about the various scandals and, you know, it's a, it's a headline and then it disappears. And I, I often think if there was a similar issue in, and we've, I mean, look at it. Like, I mean, I hate to be like this, but like deflate gate, you know, Tom Brady and the football, we talked about, we're still talking about that. You know, people think he's an amazing football player. We're still talking about that, but you have young women that were preyed upon and, and, and abused by their coaches. And it's not even a news blip. It's like a day and we forget about it. And I think this all contributes to like the health and the well being and the support of female athletes, you know? So that's something I want to throw around for consideration too. Like Susan, what do you, you know, talk to me about what you think about that, that that's, I think that's another component in sexism in sports. I, I think that's true. And I think that, I think it's time to recognize that women have different needs and issues than men. And certainly female athletes also have different needs and issues than their male counterparts. I, I, I think when I listen to Simone Biles and some of the other Olympic athletes, these young women talk about the fact that they were abused for years or even once would be beyond, beyond the beyond, but for years reported it and told people and nobody did a single solitary thing. The idea that, you know, as a young woman, you were expected to perform optimally when you were when they were being abused that mentally and emotionally and physically and the fact that you know even when it came out like leah said i saw news about it for one day and then it disappeared how could this not have stayed in the news how could there not have been you know more discussion about it how could there not have been more outrage about it you know, it, it's like everything on social media lasts for one second before they, you know, bring up something else. But one of the things that I listen to is all the different ways that women's issues come up and they instantly disappear. It's like even the story, like you were talking about Sarah Fuller, like, you know, everyone, no one thought she could do it. No one thinks to themselves immediately, like this girl, this young woman must be fantastic. Like she must be great. Imagine what she had to do to get to where she was. So they don't think like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. She's incredible. What an amazing athlete. They think, what is she doing on the team? And then she, of course she proves herself and they're like, well, she's amazing. They didn't think she was amazing when she made the team, 
but I'm sure they think it's amazing when every single male athlete makes the team. You know, this idea that we have to go a hundred and then a hundred more to be considered equal with our male counterparts. There is no equality. We are so far away from it. And it's, I think it's just so disturbing, but at the same time, I think we're at a precipice here. We're at a point where an inflection point where women are saying we're here and we're standing up and we're speaking up and we're not going to be silenced. We're not going to back down from this. And I think that's really an important part of this is women standing up and saying, we will not back down from this. This has to change. Yeah, definitely. Um, Kind of adding on, I don't know if anyone has heard of March Madness. It's it's like this NCAA type of basketball tournament thing. And this year in March, there were a bunch of pictures trending on social media of the men in the women's training rooms. Um, and the men's room had a huge facility with many different trainers. Meanwhile, the women's, they didn't even have an actual room. I'm pretty sure they just only had a rack of just weights. And even with that, it was trending for a long, for maybe like a week. And it shows how even, even um, associations like the NCAA, which makes so much money, even places like that, it still shows how women aren't equally represented. And I think they tried to make some sort of excusing like, oh, there wasn't enough space, but it didn't really add up, which I was what I just wanted to add. Um, Esther, do you have anything else? Yeah, um, I also heard that, you know, sexism is getting better in a sense that the 2020 Tokyo Olympics was the first gender equals games that women made 49% of the athletes. And I can't believe it took so long for a, for the first ever gender equals game. So I think that's so shocking that it took such a long time, but it's getting better. We're seeing more female athletes in the Olympic Games showing their strong selves and strong, showing their true passion and love for sports. You know, there's, there's some saying, I, I think it's Chinese, I'm not sure, and I don't know it in Chinese, I know it in English, and it basically says, women make up more than half the sky. And, you know, it's true on Earth. You know, we make up 51% of the planet. There are more of us. And yet, you know, we we actually own 1% of the land on the planet that's available for sale. You know, we make up 1% of, what was it, the statistic, you know, 1%. What was the statistic about 1% and female athletes? Sponsorship. The sponsorship, you know. So I think I agree with you, Esther. I think things are changing. And knowing that it was gender equal is very exciting. I actually saw that online and I didn't know that. Um, and I think we have to hold that up to the light to say this is where we have made progress. This is where we have improved. But at the same time, we need to also hold up into the light this is what we need to address and this is what we need to focus on. And we need to allow women to come into their rightful place of athletics and um, to be the champions that they are and to applaud them and sponsor them and acknowledge them and make it so that's equal too. you know, that they're, they really are looked upon equally to their male counterparts because they're just as good athletes and they deserve 
the same exact recognition. Definitely. Even um, transgender athletes, not only just women, they're not really getting as much as much recognition. And I know that there was a period of time where people were talking a lot about them and people were debating whether they should or shouldn't play in sports. Um, I honestly feel that we're all humans and we all should be able to play sports just because I mean, our identity shouldn't really depend on it. But yet again, with women, it shouldn't really affect, um, it, it shouldn't really affect much. Leah, do you, do you agree or do you have anything to add? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I like that you brought up the transgender community. I, I think it's a good point because I think regardless of um, your gender identity, regardless of, um, you know, I think we can make space for everyone. And I think we can recognize the strength and resiliency and endurance and talent of athletes. And I think we need to stop caveating with, you know, with these identifiers. I mean, I think it's, it's honestly, it's really, <laughs> it's kind of old school. It's very dated to me. It's so punitive. I mean, I think about, um, you know, I think about how we talk about athletes, you know, with female athletes' bodies, you know, you see shot put, you know, male shot put um, athletes and everyone, oh, they're so big and strong. No one says anything, but, you know, Serena Williams is a perfect example. Like she's a powerhouse. I mean, you're talking about muscle. I'm like, I wish I had muscles like that. And then, but everyone's so critical. Like, I think we just need to change the language we use. I think we need to change the way, you know, we view women. And I think like for me and our listeners, like, I want to hear like, how do people think we can change? You know, I talked about sponsorships and like, you know, Esther talked about uniforms and, you know, Susan talked about the different points in, in athletics and Kendall, you're an athlete yourself. I think want to hear from listeners, like, what do you think can be done to, to move the metric? I mean, these athletes can't work any harder than working, right? Like they don't need to do anything. We need to, we need to be the change. They don't need to change. So what, what do we think can, can change to really, um, to shift the worldview and to appreciate female athletes in the way that they deserve, deserve to be appreciated? Um, everyone, regardless of gender, you know, you're an athlete. Why can't we just appreciate you for the fact that you're an athlete? Um, think that you know the media is definitely a way that it can be better it can better itself showing young children um regardless of their gender how um they can grow into powerful athletes and look up to people online but also i feel like um sorry i'm just like blanking out um i feel that um, companies like big companies going back to what we said before, like the company should work on, you know, showing equality and gender equality and, you know, pay. I know that I'm bringing up a little thing here, but there's inequality in pay. I know that the men's team gets like $9 million for being 11th place, but the U S women's team gets $2 million for winning first place. So there's like a big difference in pay also that we also need to be acknowledged of. And I think just conversations like we're having today, um, being knowledgeable, looking up on the internet, um, seeing the news articles, but looking, really researching. I think that's a good way. What about you, Kendall? I definitely agree with you, Esther. Um, I think another way is by TV shows and movies should try to incorporate either series or certain characters who are female athletes and at least recognizing the struggles that they're going through. because. I haven't seen many 
um, I think we discussed this before, but I haven't seen many movies about female athletes or TV shows about them. So I definitely would be excited to see something like that. And what about you, Susan? Do you feel, what do you think we can make change? I think because I'm an educator, I think I see things through that vantage point, through that lens. And what I'd like to see is a conversation in high schools, um, female athletes and male athletes um, having this conversation. You know, I think it's so important that we have these conversations with each other, but I think it's time to have in your high school and all the high schools, you know, across our country to sit down and have a conversation about this, to bring an awareness to these young male athletes so that they understand that they have a decided advantage before we even are out of the gate. And for them to not only understand how female athletes feel, but to support these sports, to get the male athletes, to get the male teams to come to female athletes games. I think we need to start on a local level and for young women like yourselves to ask for advisors and teachers to have these conversations and to really have the conversation about what's going on and how young women feel and to ask for these male allies to show up at their games and to support them. You know, I think that to me is a, is a really important step, a local initiative today's podcast, we have two guest speakers who will share their story with us. First, we have Mia Kay. Hi, my name is Mia Kay. I'm 15 years old and I am a softball player. Being a female athlete affects me because it is definitely something that I enjoy doing, but it also adds way more stress and way more pressure to my daily life. The time that is needed to train and practice takes time away from my schoolwork, which sometimes can cause me more anxiety than it does fun but I really do love playing softball and I could not imagine my life without it. I devote my weekends and some weekdays to softball and I would not give it up in an instant. I have formed countless friendships with my teammates as well as great relationships with my coaches. As for the media, they definitely portray softball in a way that has made me uncomfortable. Many people say that all softball players are lesbians, which is not true by any means. Some are, some aren't, and that's perfectly okay. This certain stereotype that has been placed on softball players is meant to be rude or make fun of us, but it's just simply untrue and quite annoying to hear. I definitely do not think that female and male sports are equally portrayed. Softball is rarely ever talked about on the news, sports channels, or in the media. The only time you ever really hear much about softball is during the College World Series. But other than that, it's always male sports that are the topic of conversation. When you think about it, the NHL, MLB, NBA, etc. are all sports played by men and they are the major organizations. But what about the sports played by women? In the next Olympics in 2024, softball will not even be a sport that is included. Some ways people can help sexism in sports are by not putting their preconceived notions onto sports played by women. People also need to be more open-minded and not as judgmental as many of them are. So thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you Esther, Kendall, Leah, and Susan for having me. Just one more thing that I want to say that I think is so, so important for everyone to hear. A sport is a sport, whether it is played by a man or a woman.
Thank you, Mia, for sharing your story with us. That was beautifully said, again, for coming on this podcast and sharing your story with us today. It's really great, greatly appreciated. And just like we heard from Mia today, we would encourage other female athletes out there that are listening to us. We would love to hear your story. What experiences you've had? Have you faced sexism? Do you see things around you in, in, you know, in the athletic environment where you want change? How do you think that change can happen? Um, we would love to hear from you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.